Hello everyone, welcome back to the video game show with me, Donny. Uh, this is the second show I'm doing uh, today. Now today we're going to talk a bit about a game that I've been getting into recently, it's called Dead by Daylight. No, I'm joking, I'm joking. I, I would never, never touch that game with a 10 foot barge pole. Except I have, and it's not too bad. Anyway, um, I'm not actually sure what game to talk about today. Um, I think maybe I might just go for general discussion. Um, I'm not really sure. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to give a segue into this because I'm not really sure what to talk about. But I think um, I talked about League last week, so I'm thinking that today maybe, maybe I talk about Overwatch. I used to play a lot of Overwatch back in the day. Or Rainbow Six Siege, maybe. No, you know what? We'll just we'll just talk about Overwatch. Overwatch for now. So, Overwatch came out what 2015, something like that. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, I think it was 2015. Um, you know, it was a big deal when it came out. It was like, ooh, Blizzard, Blizzard, new game, new Blizzard game, and everyone was really really excited. I was really really excited. I played the beta. It was amazing. Uh, I played a lot of Hanzo when I played the beta. So you know that says a lot about me. But then, you know, the game actually came out, and I started playing Junkrat now. I think as it stands right now, Junkrat is probably my most played character in that game. Followed by Roadhog, then Zen, then Soldier, then Doomfist. So, yeah, you can tell the kind of person I am. Um, anyway, uh, Overwatch. Overwatch is fun. It is fun, but it is genuinely infuriating. And people like to say that the Overwatch catchphrase is, oh, it's somebody else's fault. Which I'm inclined to agree with because I feel like 99% of the games I've lost have not been because I've been underperforming. It's because my teammates are underperforming. And, you know, that just feeds the cycle. It feeds it because a lot of the time it's true. <laughs> so, obviously, when I'm playing Overwatch Ranked, if I'm playing Overwatch Ranked, I'm playing either DPS, support or tank. I can I can fill. I can play any role. Uh, you know, I like to when 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 it's a competitive game, I don't you don't want to limit yourself down to one niche. You kind of want to be able to you kind of want to be able to do everything in case the time comes for you to need to do that kind of stuff. So tank wise, obviously my favourite tank was Roadhog, and then towards the end of my Overwatch career, in massive air quotes, like when I stopped playing the game, I played quite a bit of. Um, Oh, what was his name? Reinhardt? Is it Reinhardt, the big guy with the hammer? Yeah, Reinhardt. I played a lot of Reinhardt. Um, I never really started playing Soldier until around about, again, near the end of things, because I really liked Soldier. He was just fun. He was consistent. He was good, as in, like... As in... He's the character that's there to, like, transition, transition you from other first-person shooters to Overwatch. If that makes sense. So Junkrat, yeah, Junkrat, Soldier, and who was the other one? Doomfist were my main damage people. Uh, Junkrat in case you know I need to shred tanks. Soldier in case we need hit scan to counter someone that's flying about the gaff. And then Doomfist in case we need area control and a bit of CC. Now those of you that don't know what CC stands for, CC stands for crowd control. Now that can be anything from like a stun to a pin, anything that like hinders the enemy's ability to move or do things counts as crowd control. Um, I think the term CC came around 
actually don't know. I actually don't know where the term CC originates from. I imagine it originates from like Dota or something, maybe. MOBAs, anyway. Um, so yeah. Um, so I was playing Soldier. I was playing a lot of Junkrat, stuff like that. You know, they're fun characters. They don't take a lot of skill to play, and the skill ceiling's not relatively high, but they can perform well in what they do. Things like that. Um, but, you know, it was fun. Overwatch is, Overwatch is, is a, it's a... It's a fun game. It's a casual game. If you play it casually, anyway. Um, you know, I've watched a lot of the big Overwatch streamers, like, uh, like Tumad and XQC... Uh, who else was there that screamed over war? Uh, Seagull, he was really good at Genji, I remember that. I used to watch a lot of Overwatch content from this guy called Muselk, who used to actually make a lot of Team Fortress 2 videos. And if you were listening in last week, you remember when I said that I absolutely adored everything about TF2. I think TF2 is a fucking... Sorry, I think TF2 is a bloody phenomenal game. I think it's brilliant. Everything about it is fun, except for maybe, you know, the state of the game at the minute with all the hackers and stuff. Anyway, I digress. Uh, Overwatch fun. A lot of content to be made from it. A lot of interesting team compositions that you can make. Um, I think I... The issue I had with Overwatch is I would always play it for a bit and then I'd take a break and then I'd come back and everything was different. So, as in... I remember I I played it from release and then I stopped playing around about the time that... Who was it? Who was the... Was it? Was it? After Doomfist, yeah. After Doomfist got added to the game, I kind of just didn't play it for ages and ages. And then I came back, and the newest character was. Was it Arissa? Uh, I don't know. I can't keep track of the timeline. But um, I'll tell you when I stopped playing. I stopped playing right as they added Echo to the game, and Echo I know is the last character that they've added now before the release of Overwatch 2, which I'll touch on in a little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, as in, so, that was the extent of my experience with Overwatch. I mainly played DPS, I liked to play tank and support. <sighs> did I talk about what supports I played? I think I did. <laughs> okay. So, supports I played, um, obviously Zen was my most played. Um, but, you know, when you're playing support, you play around the team and you play what your team kind of needs. Um, I would also play Anna because she was very, very good at healing up tanks and stuff like that, and she could prevent the enemy from healing, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Zen, because he can support... His heals are a bit weak, but, you know, his ultimate, his transcendence thing that provides, like, constant healing is amazing. And, um... What's the other thing that he does? Oh, yeah, he can put... He can debuff enemies to make them take more damage. Really good for shredding tanks, like Roadhog and stuff like that. Um, and then I also... You know, mercies, you know, heals, damage buffs, everything, you know, very, very simple. You just hold left click, things like that. And then, um, I think I actually, when I look at the roster for Overwatch, of the Overwatch supports, I actually think I've tried to play all of them at some point. Let me have a look. Uh, Overwatch supports, if I look at images here, yeah, so, yeah, so the support characters in Overwatch were... Yeah, I played all of them except Moira because I thought I thought Moira was sucked. I didn't like her. I didn't like her character. I didn't like how you could just hold right click and you would get free damage on people. It was stupid. I didn't I didn't find it fun. I didn't find it challenging. Therefore, I didn't bother. 
uh, I did play a lot of Baptiste. I oh, love him. Honestly, one of my favourite characters that they added to the game. That was when I got like really back into Overwatch, was about the time they added him. And I thought he was really, really cool. Um, but yeah, then stopped playing when they added Echo. Uh, where am I going with this? Mm, Overwatch is a fun game. It is a fun game, and I can't deny that. I can't deny that I enjoy playing it. I can't deny that me and my friends always find ourselves going back to it at some point during every year. As in, we'll, we'll be playing our normal games, and then we'll all be like, oh man, I'm bored. Is there anything we can play? And then someone's like, oh, what about if we reinstalled Overwatch? And then we always do. We always have a great time, and then we stop playing it, and it's just this perpetual cycle of, are we going to play Overwatch or no? Things like that. Um, none of us get super, super into Overwatch, I think, for the most part, it would be me and my friend Harry that got into Overwatch the most, because we played ranked Q together, we, I think we both ended up getting high platinum, low diamond by the end of the season that we played the most, it was good, it was a good time, but, I mean, there's all these overarching issues with Blizzard that I'm sure everyone listening on on this already knows about, so, you know... I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disclose what those issues are, but for those of you not in the know, let's just put it this way, Blizzard are a bad company. They are not good. They do not treat their staff well and they do not treat the people that play their games well either. Which is why when Overwatch two was announced a lot of people were saying like Oh, this is just a distract from the Hong Kong situation which I you know, I believe it was because it was a big thing. But, you know, if you want to know more about that, I suggest looking it up in your own time uh, and coming to your own conclusions. I'm not going to say anything in particular about the company. I'm not going to you know, slander them. I'm not going to say, th- just give my opinions. As in, come to your opinion on your own. Anyway, Overwatch 2 trailer. Um, I thought it looked really, really interesting. I, I was, dare I say, excited for the for the look of Overwatch 2. I thought it looked... I actually thought it looked really good. Um... I really liked the fact that they were including a campaign, but honestly, I do feel like that's something they should have done a long time ago, even within Overwatch 1. Like, I know they did the, the little, like, co-op multiplayer missions every now and then when they're into events and stuff, but, you know, it's not the same thing as a fully-fledged campaign, as in, because I think the, the story of Overwatch is actually so, so good, like, the story outside of the game. It's similar to League, as in... League of Legends, as a base game, you probably don't know what's going on. You think, oh, this character looks cool, ha, ha, ha. But then there's the actual background story and the lore behind the game, and it's so, so vast. But, yeah. Um, you know. Anyway, Overwatch 1's lack of a campaign. I thought it was a bit of a letdown when the game first came When the game first came out, I didn't care, because I was, what, like, maybe... Maybe 12, 13? And I was like, hey, hey funny shooty game. But now... I really wish they touched on the character's story a bit more. I think that would have been really, really interesting if they did that. But they didn't, so, you know, it is what it is. But now they're trying to do that with Overwatch 2, I guess, when they're not really explaining the backstory of the characters. They're kind of just telling a new story with other things going on. But, you know... You know, I, I'm I I am interested to see what kind of direction they take and where they go with it because I think they could they could do a lot. They could do something really, really good. They could potentially make the game absolutely phenomenal and it could be amazing. It could be 
one of the best games anyone's ever played. But, you know, those are all if, buts and maybes. They're not absolutes. Um, but, I mean, you know, Blizzard have done surprising things before. They really knocked out of the park when they released Worldcraft, Warcraft Classic, you know. Uh, I never played World of Warcraft, and I still never have, and I, nor do I really intend to, but I know a lot of people really like games like that. Same with, like, RuneScape and just MMO, MMORPGs, where you can meet people online, build your own characters, stuff like that. I think the only thing that's even come close to, like, an MMO that I've ever played is Destiny, and even then, Destiny's not super MMO-based. It's more, It's more pure fps with pve elements kind of like um i don't really know how to describe destiny it's very it's very unique i can't really compare it to anything i can compare other things to destiny like anthem and outriders i think it's called but destiny in itself i feel like its niche is very very unique um you know what yeah that, okay that's all i have to say on overwatch let's talk about destiny Destiny 1, I think, is one of the most amazing games ever. Like, ever, hands down. But it wasn't always that way, because when the game released, it was starved for content. There wasn't much to do in terms of actually playing the game. You know, it was all very, very barren. You know, there was very little to do. The characters were not lovable. They didn't sound like they wanted to be doing what they were doing etc etc but then you know as time went on they gradually gradually released more dlcs for the game so uh let me give you my destiny one timeline i played from release to the end um i did not play uh was it dark below i did not play house of wolves i was completely absent for that and then i came back a little bit after those dlcs had been released and i kept dying to thorn in the crucible and i was like yeah I'm not playing this anymore. This game sucks. And then I saw the Taken King trailer and I was instantly hooked back in and I saw that they were doing the Legendary Edition so I was like, okay, I'm going to trade. I'm going to save my pocket money. I'm going to trade in my old copy of Destiny by the Legendary Edition. Now, the Legendary Edition came with both the Dark Below and House of Wolves which I thoroughly enjoyed playing. I wish I'd played them earlier but I didn't. You know, you know, you know uh, hindsight's always 20-20, innit? Um... So, yeah, I did that, and then I started playing the Titan King, and up until this point, I was about maybe 14, 15, I'd never actually done a raid in Destiny, like, ever, I never did Vault of Glass, because I simply was, like, one of the only friends that I knew that played the game, and I had one friend that really played, that I played the game with, and his name was Alex, me and him aren't really in touch anymore, which is kind of sad, because I moved over to PC, he stayed on Xbox, so we never really carried on communicating, but, you know, we, we, we had a good time. Um, we always did things together, we always played, we played a lot of video games together, actually, not just Destiny, we played GTA V, uh, The Division, when that came out, uh, we played a lot of Call of Duty, stuff like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so me and Alex would just go about doing our thing, and then Alex discovers this thing called LFG. Now, those of you not in the know, LFG stands for Looking for Group. And it's a way for players of the game to communicate with other people playing the game. Total strangers on, like, what they want to what they want to do and be able to, like, complete activities within the game. You know what I mean? Things like that. 
So me and Alex did this, and we met a guy called, what was his name, was it Postal? Was it Postal? Or something like that. Yeah, years ago. Yeah, so long ago. I think his name was Postal. But, um, yeah, so we played a lot with him, and he would bring in his friends, like this guy called Twisted FC or something like that. Like I say, very, very long time ago, I don't remember. And we did, we did our first raid with them. And I remember we were there for about, what was it, maybe six hours? We were there for six hours just playing this video game, and it was honestly one of the best times of my life. And I've, and you know, even even though I don't keep in touch with the people that I used to play Destiny with, you know, I I would still consider those times some of the best times that I've ever had playing video games. I'm sure all of you can relate to this. Like some of the people that you meet online that you've never actually met in person are some of the easiest people to talk to because you can kind of create this like because they don't know who you are in person, you can create this kind of facade. I suppose I'm sorry, I'm I'm going off track anyway yeah back to destiny we did we did this raid six hours it took us to even beat the final boss and it was heavy it was heavy it was so so good like if i could go back and play any game again for the first time it would probably be destiny because it is phenomenal it is a such a brilliant game with all the dlcs and everything and then after the taken king was it Rise of Iron got announced year four, and again that DLC was brilliant. The raid was amazing. Wrath of the Machine, the raid that came with that DLC, my favourite raid in Destiny to date, a hundred percent without a doubt. I love that raid so so much. Everything about it is phenomenal. And then you know that was the last DLC they released, and then right and then they announced Destiny two, and then right before the release of Destiny two. They were like, we're gonna we're gonna make we're gonna just do like a final send off for Destiny. We're gonna we're gonna bring back all the old content. We're gonna make it more difficult. We're gonna we're gonna scale up the difficulty so you and your friends like assemble a team and get ready to go play. And you know by that point I'd already moved off F, off of Xbox onto PC, so I couldn't actually go back and play Destiny because I got rid of my Xbox. Um, but you know they announced Destiny 2 and they said Destiny 2 was gonna be on PC, so I was super super excited and i pre-ordered it and you know i got it up first day played through it loved it did the raids everything like that and you know <laughs> older older me older donny knew that you could look for people online to do the content with so because again uh, none of my other friends really played the game it was kind of just me this time and i didn't have alex because he was still on xbox uh we did all that <sighs> and then um yeah, as in I looked for people to do the raids with, had a great time, made some good friends by doing that. I don't actually remember any of those people, they were a lot less memorable than the last lot, but, you know, that was how it went. And then my Destiny 2 timeline goes, you know, played on release, didn't play, um, I didn't play, was it Wrath, Curse of Osiris and Wrath of the Warmind, something like that, didn't play those. I didn't, I, you know, I, I would have come back from the fir for the first major expansion, but I didn't actually play Forsaken, the first one. Uh, didn't really grab my attention. I didn't really get back into Destiny 2 until around um, halfway through Shadowkeep, which if people know what that is, it was the second DLC that they released. The second flagship one, like the big one that they released. Um, yeah, and then, you know... It's actually it's actually kind of crazy how 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 
much of an impact Destiny has had on my life now, looking back, because the friends I play with now, uh, the only reason I know who they are is they saw me one night sat in a Discord call, a Discord call on my own, and like the the ringleader, let's say my friend Harry, he's like the head honcho of the group, kind of. He joins the call I'm in and he was like, oh, you, do you want to come do a raid with us? And I was like, uh, yeah, sure, why not? So we go in, we do this raid. Um, they're all really, really funny. They're all really, really nice to talk to. And then, you know, gradually I start coming into this server more. I start getting to know them, start getting to know everyone, each other, have a great, great time, stuff like that. Uh, I was actually, you know, just before I was here, I was actually in a Discord call with them talking about this show, asking what kind of stuff I should talk about. None of them were really of any help. Uh, they were, like, giving stupid suggestions, like, I should talk about uh, how good how good they are at video games or how bad I am. I'm not bad. I'm actually really good at video games. I'm a lot better than most of them. But, um, yeah, um, so here we are now. We're talking about Destiny 2 and how great it is. So started playing again around mid-Shadow Keep. Uh... I've noticed recently I've had this like cycle of Destiny where the new content comes out, I play it loads, and then I go on a break, and I don't play it. That's what's been going on uh, recently. And if most of you know, there was these uh, this thing called the Season Pass every year with Destiny, where there's there's four seasons every year between like big expansions. So I played I played Season of the Undying, I think it was called. Well, that was when I started getting back into the game. I got level 100 in that. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, got rank 100 in Season of the Undying. And then... I, I, I don't actually remember the season after that. I think it was Season of... Was it Season of the Warmind? Honestly, I couldn't tell you because it just isn't in my memory. But yeah, so I'd start, I played Season of Undying, there's a break from Destiny, and then I saw the announcement for Beyond Light, and I got super, super hyped up. Beyond Light is the most recent expansion that released last November? Yeah, so... Pretty, a year ago, jeez. Yeah, um... It's crazy to me. Wow. And then the new DLC's releasing next year which is actually really soon i'm actually very very excited um yeah i played i played a bit of the season of arrivals i think it was called the season before before um beyond light came out and then when beyond light came out i grinded the campaign not to the extent that i would grind the game now because i just didn't have the time on my hands yeah i'd grind the campaign stuff like that do high level missions. I never really got to the level where I could do the end game stuff like the Grandmaster difficulty, which is like the end game content for Destiny. I never got to that level, but you know, I played the game regularly and it was fun. The story was great. My friends and I had a brilliant time. And I was saying last week about how Destiny released the raid Deepstone Crypt and it was really, really good. Um, you know, when you, know, you try and do it on the first day that it releases. And how I had to drop out because I was underleveled, but uh, yeah, so that was that was amazing. Uh, I played the start of that. I didn't play Season of the Hunt because I didn't really like it. What came out after Season of the Hunt was it Season of the Splicer? I think it was Season of the Splicer. 
those of you will know, those of you that play Destiny will know what I'm on about, but it was like the very neon, like, punk kind of techno-electric season. I loved that season. No, I'm sorry, I'm being stupid. It wasn't Season of the Hunt. Season of the Chosen came out after Season of the Hunt. Um, and that was with the Cabal and everything. And I think I got to level 100 in that season, but I played the back end of it, so I kind of missed all the early stuff going on. And I was getting really back into Destiny at that point. I was getting into, like, getting the kind of gear that you need to be able to do the high-level things, playing the game a lot, do, grinding it out, getting to high levels, things like that. And then... Um, Season of the Slicer came out, and uh, me and my me and my friend Harry that I was telling you about I have a little bit of a joke where um, we compete for the title of Mister Destiny when the new seasons come out. So in Season of the Splicer, he crowned me Mister Destiny because I had played way more of the game than him. Like I put, I was no lifing it, I was sweating it. It was all I was playing. Anytime I had free time, I would do. I, that's what I'd be doing, just playing Destiny. Um, and yeah, no, that was fun. It felt good to be not better than everyone else, but a higher level than everyone else. If you know what I mean, it was actually probably a, a, a highlight. And then another thing that they announced that season is they were fetching back an old raid. Now the raid was Vault of Glass, and I don't need to speak on why Vault of Glass coming back is a massive deal. Um, you know, it's pretty self-explanatory thing. You know, stuff like that. Uh, I actually need to start getting back into Destiny because I think the 30th anniversary, the Bungie's 30th anniversary, is coming around, and they're releasing a bunch of new content for Destiny when that happens, along with a new dungeon and a, and a weapon, a very very special rocket launcher called the Galahorn. You know what the Galahorn is? If you know anything about Destiny, you know that the Galahorn is a big deal. Anyway. I digress. So yeah, got super into Season of the Splicer. Played the ever-living... No, I can't say that word, can I? I played a lot of it, is what I'm getting at here. Lots and lots and lots of Season of the Splicer. Really enjoyed it. Got to a very high, very high season rank. Got to a very high level. Was able to do a lot of the end game content. Things like that. And then the season after the season of that... What was this season? That just came... I think it's the current season now. Why is it? Because that was all about the Fallen season of the... You know what, I don't remember. I, tr I truly can't remember. But this season it's all about the Awoken and the story behind some of the characters in that and... It's, it's basically setting up for the next flagship DLC which I like. Which is something that they did before Beyond Light, which was really cool. But they're ba they're basically just doing that again. This time, it, I, I I wasn't a huge fan of this season. Um, not not to the same extent I was last season. I still, you know, I still maxed out the season pass. I still got all of my rewards from that. Um, but that's about it. You know, I haven't really touched the game in about. Uh, I can have a quick look here on my phone and see. <laughs> When the last time I played Destiny 2 was, the last time I played Destiny 2 was beginning of October. So I've not touched the game in nearly a month. More than a month, actually. Um, which is a long time in terms of Destiny, considering they release new things pretty much on the week. Like, every week. Um, and, you know, 
is in the reason I haven't played it in so long is because I can sense that I'm going to get a burnout if I carry on playing it. Because, you know, when the new stuff comes out, it's all I play and it's all I want to play. And, I, you know, I, you know, you ping pong between games. Any, anyone that's played video games knows this. You'll play one game for ages and ages and ages and then you'll play it and then you'll leave it alone for ages and you'll be you're playing another game. And then if the other game you're playing, you're like, oh, I'm actually kind of bored of this. Maybe I should go back and revisit this. And you're playing it for ages and ages and ages and ages. Things like that. I think the only game that I've never really done that with is Rainbow Six Siege because, <laughs> um, oh wait, no, I think I have, I took a, yeah, no, ignore what I'm saying, I've definitely done that with Siege, now I don't play Siege at all anymore, don't touch it with a 10 foot barge pole, everything about it makes me absolutely infuriated, I can't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand people still play it and retain their sanity, I think it's an awful game, I think that the developers do not care about it, I think that they are just in it for the money still. Anyway, I guess you could say that about any game, really. Um, but you know, as in, it's just, it's just casual stuff. Playing Destiny, it's very, very easy. It's very easy going. You never really, you never really have to um, focus too much on what you're doing, unless you want to get like into the min-max stuff and very specific builds and like grenades and stuff, things like that. I don't know. Um, hmm. I don't really know what else I can say about Destiny 2. I feel like I've said all I can. Uh, yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm drawing blanks right now. Uh, and it's not like I can throw in <laughs> any like wacky sound effects because this is live. Uh, but I mean... Hmm... Sorry, yeah, uh, Destiny 2, great. Um, oh, bloody hell. Right, you know what, I'll talk about what I'm, what I'm hoping from the Witch Queen. I know that they are bringing in weapon crafting in Witch Queen, and weapon crafting has never been a thing before in Destiny. Uh, you'd have to grind sometimes for hours to get a weapon that you want, and then the specific perks and a weapon that you want, and I think, I think that aspect of gameplay isn't very fun. You know, but it's it's part of the necessary. It's part of the core gameplay loop. It's necessary to make sure that not everyone is running around with the most overpowered thing. It's like, it's it's I guess a I guess a, a precaution. Um, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm I'm coming to blanks again. Um, but yeah, with weapon crafting, I you know I hope that it makes the game a little bit more fun, but doesn't discourage people from grinding as much. I know that they always say that they want to make the game a less like time-consuming experience. Um, but you know, whether that works, it's uh, completely up in the air. I really, really do look forward to the new location that we're going to give them with the Witch Queen. The, the Bone World is the only thing I know it by at the minute, but it sounds very interesting. I think the story's going to be great, and I think that because the way that the way that Destiny is going at the minute in the world of Destiny, I would say that the Hive are the main enemy. The Vex kind of just do their own thing. They're just about. Uh, we've made peace with some of the Fallen, we've made peace with the Cabal, some of them anyway, but the Hive are unruly, they want everything to die, the Hive are forged in darkness, you know, okay, you know, stuff like that, 
As in... I'm just really looking forward to it. I can't put it into words because I'm not even sure what I'm what I'm hoping for, if you know what I mean. I just I hope that it's fun. That's what I hope. I hope that it is a fun time and I hope it's a good experience. Um You know, and I think when the stuff releases I will be streaming it on Twitch. That is at twitch.tv slash hobo underscore D O N E. You know, shameless plug, shameless bit of self-promotion here. Um, but, you know, I am looking forward to that. Um, like, very, very much so, actually. It's it's going to be a fun time, and I think it'll be a good way to maybe give myself a bit of exposure, maybe get peop- more people listening on, on this. It'll be good. It'll be, it'll be great. It'll be a good experience. Um I mean, obviously, at the minute, the main game I'm playing is League of Legends still, unfortunately. Uh, the season... Actually, something that is going on in League of Legends, the ranked season for 2021 is coming to a close on Tuesday. So, yeah, it'll be uh, pre-season for uh, season 12, which will be fun. Uh, honestly, this season didn't really like it a lot of the champions were very very broken a lot of the new characters they released are very very stupid they can do very stupid things very unfair if you'd ask me um they're just overloaded and they're they've got if you know what i mean by Yu-Gi-Oh, like they upscale things like say here's an here's an example say um if you get a double kill in league you one of your abilities gets to be a little bit better or something like that but then um you know they upscale it and it's like oh if you get a double kill one of your abilities gets to be better and so and so on and so on so on and so on and so on and so on it's just you know they it feels like they're reskinning characters a lot as something new things like that like you know a lot of characters are very similar if you get if you catch my drift like there's a character called who am I thinking of? There's a character called Action in the game. He's one of the new characters they added this year. And his abilities are just pretty much like reskins of already pre-existing abilities in the game that other characters have. Like he can throw a boomerang. One of the one of the oldest characters in the game can throw a boomerang. His boomerang um, uh, hits people on the way back and forward. This other character's boomerang only hits people on the way out or the way back. It doesn't do both. His does. Every time the boomerang hits a target, it goes a bit further. Its range gets extended. There's only one other character like that, and that was added last year, that has that kind of mechanic where hitting a target extends the range of their ability. You know, things like that. It's just becoming a bit of a state. Um, but like, you know, if I'm if I'm well, you know, while I'm on the subject of things I'm looking forward to, I am looking forward to season twelve because I think it's going to bring a lot of interesting changes to the game. Um, other video games I'm looking forward to Halo Infinite oh my god when I tell you I am a massive Halo fanboy I mean I am a massive Halo fanboy before I ever got an Xbox 360 like before I even had one of my own my friend had one and I remember um, I remember going to his house and I played this game this amazing game that I really really thought was like brilliant and I loved it do you know what that game was? That game was Halo 3. 
the best Halo game. I don't care what any of you say. Like, Reach, oh, the story's really good, and it's really, really sad, and all the characters are like, oh my god, wow, Reach is a good game. I'm not going to say it's not a good game, because it is a good game. I think the multiplayer is really, really good. But Halo 3 trumps it in every way. The story is way better, the characters are way better, the gameplay feels so, so much smoother. You know, how are you going to have a Halo game without the main character, the Master Chief, in it? Do you know what I mean? It just it just doesn't make sense. This being said, um, you know, that's that's where my Halo journey starts. I, I played Halo 3. I loved it. I never played Reach when I was a kid because I didn't know it existed. Because my game, my knowledge of what games were coming out was very, very limited. I was, you know, I was kind of just, you know, I played whatever games my parents kind of just found for me. Things like that. Um, and I'd, I'd borrow I'd borrow and lend games between me and my mates at school and things like that. Um, but yeah, as in, that's all that was. I loved Halo 3, I thought Halo 3 was brilliant. Um, and then I played Halo 4, and at the time, I thought, wow, this game's really, really cool. And then I went back and replayed it again recently, and I was like, what was I thinking? This game kind of sucks, but I can't talk about Halo 4 like the single player and not talk about the multiplayer the multiplayer in halo 4 i think is great i actually think it's really good i think it's really interesting the fact that they let you uh, aim down sights with any with any gun now i think that's a really interesting feature and i like that they've kept that consistent with other halo games that they've released um and i also like the fact that sprinting is not an armor ability it's just something you can do um obviously you never really you know in, in previous halo games like Halo, Halo 1, Halo 2, Halo 3, you couldn't sprint. You just couldn't. If you wanted to get around somewhere faster than walking pace, you would need to get on a vehicle. Um, while that's not inherently a problem, not inherently it's not a problem at all, it's a game, it's part of game design. Um, you know, as in, I played a lot of Call of Duty when I was a kid, so not being able to sprint felt weird. But yeah, you know, Halo, Halo was its own game, Halo was its own thing. Um, and then uh, yeah, Halo 4 multiplayer, great, loved it. The weapons were interesting. I thought that the actual game modes themselves were quite interesting. The armor abilities were interesting. My favorite game mode to play on Halo 4 multiplayer was Infected, actually, because I just thought it was really, really fun. Uh, I loved the way that the Flood looked in that game. I thought they looked really cool. Um, and then Halo 5. Again, the campaign side of things was a bit weak. Uh, I didn't really understand why they needed two protagonists. But at the same time, you know, I can appreciate the fact that the both the characters come from differing moral differing moral standpoints and stuff and stuff like that. Um, you know, it, it was in, it was interesting. It was an angle that they hadn't tackled before and they tackled it well, I I would say. Um and the story that they told between the main character and his companion was really, really good, I felt. Um, you know, it carries on from Halo 4. Um, keep in mind, these games are phenomenal, and you never actually see the main character's face once, ever. Like, ever. Apart from maybe when he was a child in some cutscenes, but that's literally it. It's the only time you ever see his face. Um... And, you know, I liked Halo 5. I liked the story. 
as, as a bit as a bit meh as it was. I did enjoy the story. I thought the story was good. The gameplay and the gunplay felt amazing. But you know, like like Halo Four, I can't talk about Halo Five the single player without talking about the multiplayer. Good lord, the Halo Five multiplayer is amazing. It's the best multiplayer experience I have had since Halo Three. In Halo 3's multiplayer, I don't need to speak on why Halo 3's multiplayer is flawless, because if you know anything about Halo, you know Halo 3 is the best one. And Halo 5's multiplayer was amazing. Everything about Halo was really good. The movement systems that you could do, like the ground slam, I loved that. The, the new weapons, the, the, the feel of the game, the character customization, everything, I th- every, the maps, everything I thought was just... Mwah, chef's kiss, you know? I thought it was absolutely phenomenal. And while I do look forward to the release of Halo Infinite, I am sceptical, because I'm not really sure what's happened in the Halo universe between 5 and now. I don't know if there was another game that explains what's going on, because the last time I checked um, in Halo 5, the Master Chief wasn't floating around on his own in space. Not spoilers, by the way, because, you know, if you've seen any of the Halo Infinite trailers, you know that that's how the game starts. Um, but, you know, we don't really know how he's ended up where he is. You know, I've, I don't know how he's ended up where he is at the minute. But, you know, that's just me. Um, I didn't get a chance to play the Halo Infinite beta, multiplayer beta. Oh, and I really wish I did, because it did look really, really funny. It looked really good. It, it, it looked a lot like Halo 5 multiplayer, which means that they've got a step in the right direction. The gunplay looked good. I did I did manage to catch a couple of streams of my friends playing it, and they looked like they were having a really good time. Sounded like they were having a really good time as well, because sometimes I'd be in the Discord call while they were playing it, and they always sounded like they were having a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, I didn't actually get to get to be a part of that fun. Because I did not, I didn't realise that I had been given a beta code uh, until the day that the beta actually ended. So, yeah, that's how that went. Um, but I mean, it was really, you know, it looked, it looks crisp. It looks really, really good. And I love that the Halo games are on PC now as well. When the Halo Master Chief Collection came out for PC, I was, I felt like a ki- I, I, I felt like a kid on Christmas. Because I, it was amazing, and it was the first the first time I played Halo Reach actually was last year, because I'd never played it on the Xbox. Because again, when the game came out, it was kind of just I I played whatever my parents bought for me or whatever my friends played, and none of my friends sorry none of my friends played Halo Reach, and I didn't know about it. My parents didn't know about it, so they didn't. I never I never really got it. Um, and then I played Halo Reach for the first time, and. It was, oh, it was so good. It was so, so good, actually. The story was amazing. The multiplayer was amazing. It's not as good as Halo 3 by any means. Like, at all, Halo 3 will always have my heart. But, you know, it was good. It was a good game. It was fun. It was interesting. I, pl- I actually played through the campaign co-op with a friend of mine called, what was his name, Joey? I think I played through it with Joey. Yeah, Joey. And then, you know, they didn't actually release all of the Halo games in one. They released Halo 1 and 2 with Reach. Um, so that was good and then Halo 3 comes out on PC now me and my friend back in the day Louis we played Halo 3 we played the Halo 3 campaign through so so many times because we loved it and there's one mission that stands out to us but I'll get to that in a minute Um, 
but yeah as in I love Halo 3 I can't I, I keep I sound like a broken record but I cannot stress enough how much I love Halo 3 is amazing so we load up the campaign I'm playing as Master Chief he's playing as the Arbor he's player 2 you know because I'm always player 1 because I'm way better way cooler no I'm joking he's he's honestly really really good at video games the only thing that I would criticise him for maybe is his competitive spirit like he's in he gets a bit like a very very I'm better than you attitude if you know what I mean but you know he's still my friend uh, We so we played played Halo 3 played the ever living Christ out of Halo 3 it was so so nostalgic and everything about it was as good as I remember the gameplay was brilliant the gunplay was brilliant the story was brilliant the characters everything about the game just makes me want to makes me want to cradle it and hold it and give it a big big hug because it's such a big part of my childhood and for the fact that I got to relive that with one of the friends that I played it with back when I was a kid was brilliant and you know my, our favourite mission when I say driving a, a giant like weaponised jeep off of a collapsing structure you know what level I'm talking about with all the with all the with the halo music going stuff like that as in it's just great it's a great level it's my favorite level ever in a halo game like you know what I mean it's so so good it's so so good and we played that and I remember when it came to the end of campaign, I think both of us were actually tearing up a little bit because we remembered how sad the ending of Halo 3's campaign was and how much we love it. If they ever remastered Halo 3, I think I would actually like sell a kidney to buy it. Even though I wouldn't need to sell a kidney, but you know, I'm just trying to put into perspective how much I love that game and how badly I want it to get remastered with new graphics and stuff like that. It's just so good. Sorry, I know I keep saying that, but it is just so good. You have to play it for yourself. If you've never played Halo 3, play Halo 3. Seriously, play Halo 3. It is an amazing game. It's absolutely mind-blowing. Um, but yeah, so Halo Infinite, I, I look forward to it. It looks a lot like Halo 3, which I like. I think that's a good thing. I think that they're going back to the old designs and going back to what people like and know is good. Um the enemy, the, you know, uh, obviously I saw the E3 reveal, and everyone was very, very critical of it, because it was like, just the alpha, and, you know, things like that, but, sorry, I can hear things moving around, yeah, so, Halo 3, Halo 3's great, uh, Halo Infinite, I'm really excited for, I think it looks very interesting. I think the story looks very interesting. The characters look great. The enemies look great. You know, in the in the E3 reveal, the graphics didn't look mind blowing, but you know, it was an alpha. I don't know why people were getting so upset about the way the game looked when you know it obviously wasn't finished and they would make him do what they had because all of the development for Halo Infinite has been going on through COVID-19 and the game has experienced a lot of delays because of that. But you know, as in. Sorry, I, I I do I do feel like a kid at Christmas. It's kind of I want it to be good. I want it to be really really good, so so bad. Because I know if it's good, then I know I'm gonna play the hell out of it. 
and I'm going to love every second. And, you know, maybe maybe if you play Halo Infinite, maybe I'll run into you, and I'll be playing you, and I'll be like, bat, bat, bat with one magnum, and you'll be dropped to the floor. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, but yeah, I look forward to Halo Infinite. Very, very much so. Very, very much so. Um, what other games am I looking forward to that are coming out soon? I know a lot of my yeah, a lot of my friends are really excited for Elden Ring. I can't remember if I've covered this last week. A lot of them are really, really excited for Elden Ring. They all love the Souls games. I for one hate the Souls games. You know, I think I mentioned this last week. I, I'm not a fan of them, so I don't know. I don't know why all this hype's coming out about this one game that's coming out. But you know, to each their own. As in, I like I like playing League. A lot of people really hate League of Legends. <laughs> Understandably so. It does suck. Take it from me. I play the game a lot. I, I it's, it's terrible. It's not a fun game, like at all. Like, not even remotely. Um, well, no, that's that's a lie because it is fun. It is a fun game sometimes, but sometimes it is the most soul-crushing like kind of thing ever. And I guess that's just the coin flip that you get when you're actually playing games like that. Any kind of competitive game. Like there was a me that would have said that. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege was the best game ever, but now I, you know, now obviously my opinion of Siege is, it sucks and I hate it and I never want to play it again. But you know, me a few years ago would have been like, I don't want to play anything else. I just want to play Siege. I want to, I want to get it. I want to get to a high rank. I want to, want to show other people that I'm better than them. Stuff like that. Um. But yeah. I wish there was an easier way to segue people into the video game market. Actually, something that League are doing right now that I think is really, really cool is the Arcane series. Oh, if you've if you've read anything about Arcane on Twitter or anything like that, you know that it's really, really good. You should know that everyone thinks it's really, really good. But keep in mind that majority of people watching it are League players, but some people that don't watch it don't play League. You know, as in League is the most popular game in the world, so, you know, you're bound to have some people that have played League but don't play League, or some people that haven't played League, or some people that only play League that watch the show and they'll all give you a different opinion about it. Here's my opinion. Um, Act 1, the first three episodes, they are good, but I feel some of the stuff comes out of nowhere and I feel that they fail to create an emotional connection with some of the lesser characters, and, you know, that's for obvious reasons, if you've watched the show or not, I'm not going to spoil it, um, but, like, there's a scene where Jinx, the character, um, you know, she's left alone, and there's just this one scene of her going, like, completely insane, which is very, very out of nowhere, because prior to that, she's just, she's just been a normal girl, she's not done, she's not had any kind of outburst like that, but, now it's kind of just completely out of the blue and you're like oh okay this character's completely nuts so i think that was a bad representation of that character but i think i well, i know that act two is a lot better act two is much much better you know but you know act one is like the nostalgia bit you're like the way i would describe act one and the way that me and my friends describe act one to one another is that act, act one of arcane is oh i know that character the show like you know, you're watching through it and you see you see Vine and you're like, oh, I know that character. You see Jinx, but she's called Powder. And you're like, oh, I know that character. And you see Echo and you're like, oh, I know that character. And Jace and Victor and Heimerdinger and Caitlyn and all of them. Like, you're like, yeah, I know who they are. And it's meant to, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a Warner Brothers where, 
often that they show off all the intellectual property that they own. Like this is mine. I own this. Look at look at the. You know you know this thing. You know this thing. You know what this is. But it's mine. I own it. Look at it. Look at what I own. Kind of things. All that being said, I, d- I did actually really, really like the first act. I thought the ending was really good. Episode 3. Oh my god, it's phenomenal. It's so, so good. And I'd want nothing more than to tell you all about it, but I can't, because I'd, be sp- I'd be spoiling it. Go and watch it for yourself. It's on Netflix. It's it's really, really worth the watch. Act, act 3 will come out next Saturday, and Act 3 is the final act, and I'm, I'm, oh, I'm really looking forward to it, actually. Because the teaser showed a lot of stuff that's going to happen. It looks really, really good. Um, you know. Um, oh, sorry. I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting distracted. Um, yeah. Watch, watch it. Watch Arcane. It's definitely, definitely worth the watch. You know, if you don't want to watch it, then don't. You know. If I if I had to give you my, my friend Harry that I've mentioned before from playing Destiny, he has played Lee. He doesn't play Lee. He has no attachment to the characters or anything. And him giving an outsider's viewpoint on watching it, you know, he says, "I like it. It's not terrible." That's what he says. But obviously, you know, someone that plays the game has an attachment to the characters that are in the show. You know, it might be someone's main for all that I know. Uh, my friend Joey actually plays a lot of Vi, and he plays a lot of. Um, you know, he plays a lot of Vi. I play my fair bit of Echo, and it, you know, I also play my fair bit of Victor. And you know, I, it's nice to see where those characters come from. Um, what I hope, what I hope they do with Arcane is that they use it as like a gateway to sort of expand the League of Legends lore, like the story behind the characters, and put them all into like animated shows. Obviously, they won't do all of them. Um, you know, some stories are very minor and some characters just have bad lore and aren't very interesting at all. But, like, you know, characters like my favourite character, Silas, and his whole backstory with Lux and Garen would be wonderful to see done in an animated series. And characters like Mordekaiser, characters like like um, The Void, Severe, Azir, Zerath, Nasus, Renekton, I think they would be amazing as well. I think they'd be really, really good. It'd be really, really interesting to see. Um... You know, the League universe is very, very big. Um, but yeah, as in, you know, one can only hope. But yeah, watch Arcane. That's a recommendation I have for you. Whether you play the game or not, watch it. You know, you can form your own opinion, and if you don't like it, then hey, I'm, I'm sorry for telling you to watch something you didn't like, but you should definitely watch it. Even if you even if you hate it, you should watch it. A lot of the reason I watch things nowadays is so I can understand the memes that people create around the internet. It's the only reason I watched uh, Squid Game. Because I saw the memes on the internet that was like, ooh, ha ha ha, Squid Game, Squid Game reference. I didn't get them. I didn't understand what they were on about. So I watched Squid Game and I'm like, oh, okay, I get the joke now. I didn't like Squid Game. I thought it was naff. I thought it was very niche. There was not, not a lot going on. But, meh. It's alright. Yeah. Um, watch Arcane. Uh, I look forward to the release of Halo Infinite. I look forward to... Uh, the new season of League. I look forward to the new Destiny expansion. Uh, and something else I've played that I'll give a quick review on. Uh, Back for Blood. Now, Back for Blood is supposed to be like a spiritual, a spiritual uh, successor to Left 4 Dead. Do I feel it hits that nail? 
not a hundred percent. No, it's it, it, the, it's a, it's a horde zombie shooter, so it fits in with the same genre as the game, and the gameplay is very similar with the guns. Like you find new guns along the way, stuff like that, and you're trying to get to a safe room, and you've got to complete objectives and defend things from the horde, stuff like that. But the lack of variety in the enemies that you face in Back for Blood, I think, is what is what sets it apart from Left 4 Dead 2. Now, Left 4 Dead 2 has, let me think, like 11, 11 special kind of zombies from their typical, like, walkers. Whereas, Back for Blood, it's got three special types of zombies. But then there's, like, three different variants of each of those types. You know what I mean? As in, like, there's tall boys, there's... The big, like, self exploding ones and the ones that can jump around on walls and pin you and stuff. Now, Left 4 Dead has... It has the hunter that can jump off of walls and pin you. It has the smoker that can wrap you up in its big tongue. It has the jockey that can climb on your head and, stop, and move you around sporadically. It has the... What else does it have? It has the tank, not the tank, sorry, the uh, the charger that can pin you up against a wall. It has the... What's the other special effect I didn't refer in Left 4 Dead called? There's spitters that can... There's spitters and boomers which are like the supports and they can hinder your movement. Um, then there's the boss specials, like the witch that can instantly down you if you, if you alert her. And there's a tank that's kind of like the charger but just bigger in scale in every way you know left fitted 2 is a really good horde shooter it's a very very good game and i highly again highly recommend that anyone that hasn't played that i recommend you play it be it with friends or on your own it's good it's a good game it's a fun game it's a game where you can just do stupid stuff and you can add mods to it with steam workshop and do whatever you like other games like that payday 2 payday 2 is very stupid payday 2 is very very funny some people take it a bit too seriously. I'm not one of those people. I played it casually back on the Xbox One when, they were, when it was released for that. And I've played it a little bit on my PC. But it's a fun game. It is a fun game. Horde shooters are fun. Because you just feel like a one-man army in this absolute swarm of chaos around you. And another horde shooter that I play a lot of, Doom. Doom Eternal. Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal, I think, are some of the best games ever, ever released. You know? From the actual soundtrack to, like how the game plays and everything around it. I think it's brilliant. I think everything about it's amazing. It's really, 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 really good. It's really good. And I can't fault them because I love those games. And I'm not choosing not to fault them because I love the games. The games are faultless. They are amazing. They're brilliant. <sighs> um, oh, Christ. We're coming up to the end of my time slot. Uh, got about a minute left. So, you know, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Um, I'll be back same time next week, Monday, every Monday from, what is it, 5 to 6? I think I'm on here for Intel. Yeah, 5 to 6. What time is it now? Yeah, it's 5.59. Yeah, so I'll be back here again next week. Um, thank you all so, so much for tuning in. It really does mean a lot knowing that there are people listening to my voice and that my voice is being heard. Um, you know. Um, so, yeah, I look forward to... Uh, 
to next week. I'm not exactly sure what I'll talk about yet. I'll have a think about that in the week. Maybe I'll talk to some more friends and ask what kind of topics they want to hear about. But anyway, uh, this has been Donnie on the video game show without a name still. And yeah, I really need to think of a name. Um, thank you so much for choosing for, for tuning in. And hopefully I will. Well, hopefully all of you will hear me again next week. And again, I hope you've enjoyed yourself. I hope I've talked about something that would interest you or answered a question that you might have. Anyway, I'll see you next time. Peace.